Original recipe. We're all together again, lads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Herbs and spices. Yes. That I love it. Excited to be back. It's been uh mm-hmm. been a while. It's been a week at least. Alex, you experienced something for the first time when you went to the Leafs game on oh, we're against, with that. it was the Pittsburgh, yeah, not last the, night's Pittsburgh game, no, the other Pittsburgh the, game. The week before, yeah. The losing Pittsburgh game. The whole game the game that they lost. Yes. The, the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell the listeners experience for the first time. <laughs> so I, uh, I actually I cried for the first time at a sporting event. So I, I, there's listen. I I think there's one thing that will ever make me cry. Uh, that in is sports game seven. If the no 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 like out of joy like <laughs> out okay, of joy okay. I like if the Leafs ever win the cup, I'll cry. I have my reasons for that, but if they win the cup, I'll a hundred percent, no questions, I'll cry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I I cried <laughs> when they when they had uh, Borja Salming out when they brought him out with Sundin and Sittler. And what, honestly, what set me off wasn't even uh, Salming. To be honest, it was Daryl Sittler who, when they pay, they went Sundin. Then pan to Sittler, and Sittler's crying. Like if you've mm-hmm. seen the video, he's crying. Yeah. Um, and then they went to Salming, and, and then at that point, I was done. Like I was, I was crying, and yeah, no, it was, it was one of those things where it was obviously super, super nice to be at, um, but at the same time, extremely difficult to watch. And even the next night when they had the game against Vancouver, where it was the ceremony was more so for Boris Salming. I, I ended up, I watched that at work. Um, and again, like I, I was crying at work. Like I won't lie. Cause like, it's just tough to watch. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up. Cause there was like, I, I've been thinking, I was thinking about it the last couple of days and it was like, obviously <laughs> I've harped on many of players currently on the Leafs and I'm not the only one to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if there's something that I hope they take away and they know these players know who they are, it's not like, I'm not talking about the fourth line guys. Like you have to like, look back at that video. Boris Salming was honestly one of, if not the best defenseman to put on a Leafs Jersey. I think it's fair to say the best. Yeah. yeah, Like I don't think like I, I can't off the top of my head, think of another name. Um, so we're not talking about someone like he it's important he like he is okay you know we talk about Johnny Bauer and we say that's what it's what um, being a leaf is obviously we all we talk a lot about Johnny Bauer like respectfully so I think I think it's time and I think people have done it. Like I think it's more so my generation or our generation. We're in the same generation to add Boris Salming to that list in terms of what it is, what it means to be a leaf. And I hope those guys on the bench watching that ceremony and seeing what's going on took in what it means to be a leaf, not off the ice. Cause yes, obviously off the ice too, but on the ice, what it means to Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't be don't be an individual, but like that's not the point I'm getting at. He's like, I'm talking about what it means to play for the Leafs, and I think he very much embodies that. Considering his situ the situation he came from, being one of the fir- if not the first Swede to play for the Leafs, enduring what he endured, especially during that time, it's just a fact. It's not made up. It's a fact, and still being the best defenseman to wear a Leafs jersey Mm -hmm. well said very well said you know it reminded me when I was watching it first off it was great to see the shots of Nylander I don't think there was a guy on that team who was feeling it more than him um you know it reminded me of the Gila Fleur stuff last year with the Canadians and I think Nick Suzuki was all obviously very vocal about sort of that sort of what it meant to the team and what it meant to be a Canadian. I think you're seeing that with the Leafs and right now and with Boris Salming. So um, it, it it's a moment that should change a player in a good way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a shame they lost the first game, but the, the, the main Salming game against the Canucks, at least they won it. 
And they did get revenge last night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. Was last night, right? My memory is yep. not completely yeah, shot. Yeah. Okay, the return of Matt Murray. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. First one is a leaf. Uh, yeah, he did. I guess uh, the Penguins. Pretty good. Murray. Don't forget the uh, spicy ramen bet, Alex. I still have it on my phone. Okay, I'm glad. I feel like we haven't used. Do you have the screenshot or something? I feel like we haven't actually brought it up on the show. I have it somewhere. We talk about okay, it enough that's okay. off the show that we assumed yeah, it was already the on the show. Well, long story short, the, he has to put up some ridiculous numbers. Vesna worthy. <laughs> if he puts up those Vesna worthy numbers, the bet was um, I have to eat the double spicy ramen, which I've already done once before. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, Guelph. for the games he's played already, like yesterday was like what, like a nine thirty. So that was the best game he's played as a Leaf, which is yeah, small right? sample size. Yes, small or best sample. game since he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, probably. That's like, not right. Not again, wrong. like small sample size of like three games, but best game he's played as a Leaf. Mm-hmm. Am I forgetting another game? Because I thought it was just Montreal and Pittsburgh he's played. Uh, does he? I think again, so. Yeah. Again, once yeah, again, yeah. Played, once again, small. <laughs> once yeah, again, small, small sample size. Best game he's played. <laughs> he needs to do something about his mustache and his his facial hair. We're he, still waiting oh, on. Uh, what is it if uh, Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov will return together on will the bench? They, will will they, they play their second game with either on the bench? Remember the first game of the season, they were technically together, but that's yeah. fun. Like it's last year, nearly December. No, I I am aware. No, no, this is not fun to watch. <laughs> this is just heartbreaking to go through. It's but not a great game. The gold. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I I didn't watch it obviously. Oh, but congrats, John Tavares, four hundred career goals, and Jordy Ben for becoming the best defenseman of all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's his um, nickname now? I was here. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter. No clue. I don't. We're calling him something. It was like a I superhero. Glorious Ben. Salming, get it? Uh, I will say, I'm not like since we were on that goalie stuff. Um, watching Eric Schalgren play back to back games literally scared the crap out of me. I won't lie, it was it was one Brad bad like groin move away. I don't know who's after that. Uh, well, Joseph Wall's now back, he's practicing, but like again, like this, he also hasn't played. He has shut out the Islanders, didn't he? Last year? Yeah, yeah but did. Michael Hutchinson also shut out the Islanders. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how how that's a thing where like you throw your back up against the Islanders, and it just works. Like, I, I don't get it. It's a Leafs thing. It's the one thing I won't. I'll never understand. Um, but yeah, last night's game against Pittsburgh, uh, man, like. And let's let's give ourselves credit because we've been we've been asking for it for about months now. Uh, switching Marner and Nylander worked oh. in the first period. Reuniting uh, Marner yes. and Tavares. Yeah, literally first period. Uh, Tavares gets his 400th goal. Late minutes later, Marner gets uh, gets a goal. William Nylander got a goal last mm-hmm. night. Fantasy, let's be, go. Yeah, yeah. Who must be happy. I don't know who has Marner or Tavares because I did not draft a single leaf. Marner have belongs to Will Baldwin, and yes, Daniel has okay. Uh, Tavares. Okay, so it was a uh, pretty typical game. I'll, I'll say um, when it was 3-0, then quickly became 3-2. There was a bit of scare there for me, but Matt Murray after the second, solid. I actually really I- liked what he said. Yeah, because so what happened is it, it became 3-0 to start the second for the Leafs. Uh-huh. But two minutes later, it became 3-2. Uh, and then from yeah, there, no, the Leafs kept it. I, I will say, though, I'll, I'll I'll let Matt Murray off the hook on that uh, on the second goal. I'm, I'll, <laughs> put all the, I'll, I'll put all the blame on Rasmus <laughs> yeah, Sandy so on that one. That was... That was yeah, there there need we someone needs to say something to Rasmus Sandy. So, like, let's figure this out. Say something to Alex Kerfoot too about making a pass in the slot. Like, oh my gosh, that was I saw that. That was bad. When you press the uh, pass button by accident playing NHL. It's brutal. And so, so uh, you know what's funny? I saw this meme that was like um glasses on and off, and it was like comparing Sandy to Dermot, which I thought was a little unfair, but it was oh. like Ah, he needs time outside the bottom six, and it's all better part like, oh, I have a funny oh, story to tell you, there. by the way. I have a funny story. So I have a friend that uh, we used to play NHL a lot together when I went to his house. And 
he used to do this thing where he'd give you the uh like a PlayStation 3 controller, right? And he wouldn't tell you that the pass button, like in NHL, like it's a bit like sunk in. Oh god. So when you're playing, you're on a breakaway or you're on like a two on one, and then when you're trying to shoot it, he just passes the puck. Two on one podcast. Yes. Uh, that's not a good friend, by and, the way. <laughs> yeah, but it was a joke we had, but it reminded me of yesterday, Alex Kerfoot. He had the shot. And he passed it. He, he did. He just. He, he uh, he's a man. I don't know what's going on. I haven't been able to pay too much attention to the Robertson Kerfoot storyline, but I don't get why it's Kerfoot there. We've talked about this before, but Alex has Alex Kerfoot been in the top six enough? Like you know how we always in say, his like, ten, in his tenure as a Leaf, more than enough. Oh no, I mean like because <laughs> we always have that uh that idea that. Like, you know, Alex Kerfoot, you know, he plays really, really well on the third line. But, you know, sometimes when they move him up, there's a bit of like so, a there's a bit of like a amount of time that you're like, OK, there there is there's an expiry date to this. That's super interesting because I'm of the belief that when he plays second line center, he's actually much better than when he plays <laughs> third line center. Um, it's when he plays second line left wing. It's where it's that it's up and down, up and down. And I think. You know what? If we're for what I feel like, if you put for whatever reason, I'm it, I didn't necessarily think putting Roberts and Tavares and Nylander was gonna be great, but I wonder if you put Robertson, Tavares, Marner together, like again, like I wonder how that looks because, like. Again, and Roberts, I'm not calling Robertson a sniper, but he was a goal a game in the OHL. I understand. Listen, it's the OHL. It's a completely different ball game. Tavares, he plants his butt in front of the net, and you put Robertson, you have Robertson open to shoot. Like, I just, I wonder if the, pardon? Robertson has a heavy, heavy shot. Yeah, Yeah. like, I, I wonder if now we give it a try to put Robertson with Tavares and Marner, but then it's like, where do you put Alex Kerfoot? And then whatever, like, that's not my problem. It's another team's problem. Yeah. Another team. But like, listen, man, like if there's a, sure, you want to hand over a defenseman, like I'll take a defenseman for Alex Kerfoot. Is what I, Savard? No, for Alex. I'm, what's the, what's I thought we uh, already said the solution like, to everything is Connor Murphy. I mean, no, 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 we're not doing that. I was going to, you know, it's, I got so into the, the mindset of Alex Kerfoot. I was going to look up Shane, right? Um, because he hasn't played. So we'll get into that a little later. But then Wait now, a second, for why, some reason, what? I started playing in Kerfoot. Oh, okay. I just okay, wanted okay. to double check like, the last time Shane Wright had played. And I was oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, like, I, I definitely think, here's the thing, is like, it's either Kerfoot, or it's Robertson. Those are your two options who are going to play second line left wing. There's no Pierre Engvall. There's no Callie Yarncrook. There's no, like, you look at the bottom six, and I'm like, no, like, please don't put them next to Tavares and Marner. That's going to do do you no good. Like, so, it, it's Kerfoot or Robertson. So it's one of those two. You You mentioned, you know what? At least we know the name. We know who it is. What we don't know is who's the defenseman. You mentioned the defenseman because as of right now, uh, Mac Hollowell and Pan- Pontus Holmberg got called up. And I think Holmberg's mm-hmm. the forward, right? I uh, called it, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, TJ Brody is currently on IR with an oblique injury. Um, Two weeks. Blah. Jordy Ben just has to look not awful until then. Fine. Um, but the big one is Jake Muzzin is out indefinitely due to cervical spine surgery. Um, he will be reevaluated in late February, but that's probably just to have concrete stuff to do with LTIR going into the deadline, I would imagine. I think we can all pretty much safe to say he won't play this year or Dude. it won't be safe for him to play this year. You know what? I was thinking about it feels like a lot of teams really need some D. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Like Ottawa's another team. Like I'm thinking the defensive market's gonna be pretty populated. Can I just say before we have that discussion, I'm I'm yep. gonna say this and it has nothing to do with LTIR. 
and I have genuine reasons for believing this. Okay. Let's not let, like Jake, please for the sake of yourself, please don't come back. Like this is three. This is his third injury with having to do with his back or his neck. And this started against Columbus. If oh, you two years, two or yeah. three years ago, where he injures his, when he's, I guess he went awkwardly into the boards. Um, I remember they had to take a, they had to take him out on a stretcher. I believe his injury against Montreal in Game Six was back related, if I remember correctly. And now, like, and last year he did not seem healthy for most of the year. Like, it just looked like he's either he's either had a massive decline or he's just injured uh, or he was injured most of last year coming into this year. We're talking about him having, he, he's talking about having to nurse an injury, dude, please. Like, I, I mean this genuinely. Is it honestly, is it worth it? Someone has to ask these questions. Is it, is it worth it for, for him to come back for his own sake? Not for LTIR, not for capsules. I couldn't care less, man. Like this guy is the, is one of, is one of the leaders of this team. And frankly, since he came here has been one of, if not the best defenseman and is the one of the heart and souls of this team. I would love to have him back, but it's not worth it. You think he has his cups from his LA days. He has his money, mm-hmm. man. Go be with your family. I don't, I don't know if he's got like kids or anything off the top of my head. Um, yeah, he has kids. Man, be be healthy, man. Um, I, I yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, kind of. I mean, I mean, one thing to add to that is also he got to play for his hometown team. That was something that was a big. That was something that was really big for him coming to Toronto. I really thought when they did get Jake Muzzin, he was one of those missing pieces the Leafs haven't had in a while, and just they always say what he was a warrior for them in the playoffs for the LA Kings. And you, you did get to see glimpses of that in Toronto, but yeah, I agree with the way the injuries have been, the way it's been, especially around the spine and it's just not getting any better. You know, he did what he could, but if it's time to go, it's time to go. And mm-hmm. we don't know for sure yet, but this year for sure, just take the time off. Mm-hmm. So, a bit cruel to go straight to talking about this replacement, but uh, it is the way the clock that is the NHL works. <sighs> okay, listen. Chris Johnson on Insider Trading said that the Sharks, their GM Mike Greer, has oh, basically made it clear stop. he's willing to he's willing stop. to listen stop. on on offers for Eric Carlson. Stop, dude! You and I both know that's not what this team needs. I'm just saying, guys. He's I'm back. not. No, I, uh, dude, you're okay. Let's start with, with <laughs> all, all due respect, with all due, re- with all due people. respect, with all due respect to Jake Muzzin, we're get we're putting one injury, taking one injury prone defenseman and replacing him with another, please. <laughs> like, that's, I, mean, on, I mean, this with all due respect to both Jake Muzzin and Eric Carlson, because I think they're both phenomenal defensemen, but I don't know if it makes sense to add. To remove to replace Jake Muzzin, who who's injury prone with Eric Carlson, who's injury. What's prone. Muzzin's cap hit? Five point five point six five. Okay, so if you add a hundred grand more onto a defenseman, that's Carlson and Appertain. No, but <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. That's down to two point eight seven five. I so what's the package here? But what's the package? The, yeah, first off, what's the package? Also, yes. like, can we get a right a right-handed defenseman who's a little more like defensive oriented? Connor Murphy. You know what Marty St. Louis says about great defense? It's making sure you have the puck. And Carlson has the puck a lot. Right. Like, what who, who do you like? <laughs> who do you uh, you, so we're not not Connor Murphy? Or do you like mm-hmm. Connor Murphy now? Or who's the defenseman you're thinking of? Or is it more than one? Because I think we're all still kind of like, oh, uh, just in Hall. Can I be completely honest? Like, sure. this is going to sound so ludicrous. It's more actually not. Eric Carlson? Pardon? More than Eric Carlson? Uh, no, not more ludicrous than Eric Carlson. Actually, I don't think it's as ludicrous as I think, because I've been clamoring that the Leafs need a defenseman like this since they lost Zach Bogosian. Um, And I'm not saying go get Zach Bogosian because he won't come back here. Thanks, Doug Ford. But besides the point, um, why 
don't they go, Daniel, you'll love me for this. Why don't they go get Lucian? Okay, I heard the STB guys talk about nope, this. But why no? Out. But what like here's the thing. So let's say when this all when they're all healthy, right? So you have Riley Hall, uh Riley Hall, Lily Green, Sandy, Giordano, Ben, TJ Brody. Right? Like where is he gonna play? He's going to play he on it Luke Shen might play with Morgan Riley, which sounds ludicrous. He, he as it was Jack supposed Hughes. to be for the future back so he, then. He plays with Quinn Hughes. Quinn, yeah, sorry, I meant Quinn. Yeah, because then yeah. your defense your defense fits looks something like Riley Shen, Brody Hall, if Hall's still around, but if let's do what screw it. No, I'm done. Hall's not, I can't watch it anymore. Riley Shen, Brody, Liliagrin. Giordano Sandine. I think okay. Sandine looked a lot better next to Giordano. Okay, well let, let's let's do this. Okay, so Morgan Riley, okay, top pair with him yes. in case he, he Riley goes and does his skate, maybe turns over the puck. Who knows? You want the guy to get back there, guy who's gonna block his shots. One of the top three shot blockers in the league. We get David Savard on that no, top pair. No. Okay, well, so what is Montreal getting back? No, I um, don't. um a pick, a first. A first, Jesus, no. Presidents. No, no, no. Do we, no. Do we want to? Do we want no. to get Curtis back on the show? No, I, I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing um, this. For, so he has Riley three Savard. more years left at three point five million dollars. Then you have Brody with with Justin Hall for the sake of it, or whatever. Dude, and then no, yeah, you you, you melt, rotate the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, David Savard. No, no, I I don't care if Hall's still in the if Hall's still on the Leafs come the trade deadline. I don't want it. So Alex, you saying? I, I think I'm like no, he's even. <laughs> bro, I would love man. Josh Man. I mean, call, honestly, I'm just gonna point out Josh Manson and Hampus Lindholm, who I called the Leafs to trade for last season. Man, Hampus Lindholm might win the damn Norris this year. What okay? Like, oh, I'm so mad. I am mad. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. All right. No, um, look at Nashville. What, what, they're, they're bad. Who are they going to choose? Ryan McDonough. Matthias Eckholm. Matthias. No? We'll uh, say. Lozon. Isn't he on? Um. No, Ford? never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I got him confused with um. Philip Myers. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about that the Preds have been bad, by the way. Yeah, we have. We said we didn't have the pizzazz of the magic of last year when I said the return of Matt Duchesne. You know, honestly, before we started recording, I'm like, I was thinking to myself, did we talk about Lindy Ruff? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we did. It's, it's, it doesn't work. We talked about sorry, Lindy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We titled it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that was the last episode. Like, like who's out of it to the point where they can trade a defenseman? The, the Vancouver Ducks? Canucks. The Ducks. Yeah. yeah. No, besides, yeah. How about the Ducks, who I saw today, don't have a regulation win? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 they've only won in overtime. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I bet it was all Zach. Like, so not Zach. It's all Trevor Zegras doing so. Him and oh, Troy yeah. Terry, and now they're just doing everything he can. They don't have a regulation win. And, all right. I mean, who's the. They're only. Member. Righties are. Okay. So Jamie Drysdale might be out for the season. So they're only righties yeah. like Kevin Shattenkirk. Who, who is, I saw you know. get get linked with the Leafs, and I'm like, ah. Nathan Bolton. No, listen, uh, Nathan John Berg. Is he John Klingberg? Jesus, where are the defensive D? Where have they gone? Uh, the Columbus. That, do the Blue Jackets have Blue any healthy defenseman available? Uh, <laughs> David Yurichek. No, Daniel. Come on. Um, <laughs> Oh God! Everyone's like, "Why does Andrew Peak have a four-year deal?" Oh, it's an extension. Uh, Vladislav Gavrikov, but he's left lefty. Yeah, but I like. I think they like him though. Jeff Petrie because the print. Oh no, no, God, no. <laughs> please. Um, man, John Marino like looks amazing. By the way, um, yeah, I'm thinking who's a. I was an Ethan Bear still, but then, yeah, I still don't get why they didn't do that one. Um, um yeah, maybe Ethan is the move. Like you, you, pardon. Unless it's Connor Murphy. Unless it's Connor Murphy. Like, I, uh, like everyone's. Troy Stetcher! Oh, God. Yes, finally! <laughs> Justin Falk. Talking... We've been talking that, about that guy for years. I mean, um, like, like, St. Louis has been on an upswing, though. So, I don't sure, know. Sure. He plays in Arizona, Daniel. 
No, no, he was talking. Justin Falk was talking about Justin. Oh, okay. Falk. Oh no. Okay, I completely. Well, who did you think he I was talking Troy about? St- he said Troy. St- oh, Troy, Troy Stetcher. Stetcher. Yeah. See, like people are still clamoring about Jacob, uh, Jacob Chikorin, and at this point, I'm like, all right, like, what's that gonna? gonna do like can that just happen please uh, yeah like can my opinion do, like, here can i think they've held they're gonna hold on to him for too long and then people are gonna realize that the injury is actually worse than we thought and then they're so, not gonna get the value well, they wanted that is that is kind of happening right that's yeah. All, yeah. it's just gonna get worse <laughs> um again i i don't think they need to go make this grandiose move on defense that i think we think they need to do i think a very simple solution is to go get Luke Shen. Because <laughs> again, how viable is Jordy Ben? Like, how viable, listen, how viable in terms of consistency and longevity is Jordan having Jordy Ben on the first pair yeah, on the right gonna, side? It's no. if Mark Giordano goes down, yo, 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 Jordy Ben, what's going down? Like, get on in. But I'd prefer him not to be <laughs> on get on the in. <laughs> I, have fun- okay, I have a funny you know story I mean? about Luke Shen. Okay. So when I was a kid and he got drafted, I don't know why I was so hyped up about him. I still am. But I remember I was about to buy his jersey and I think a friend of mine is like, oh no, just wait until he gets to see. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, I'll wait for that one. Uh, and then the second thing is funny is I remember um, a few weeks ago when I found a really good authentic Luke Shen jersey on eBay. Dude, you should have yeah. bought and it. Then, Why do you listen to it? And then Adam's like, Daniel, don't spend the $50. So I'm like, but yeah. it's cheaper than like a blank authentic jersey. But it's still Luke Shen. Uh, My boy. You, you should have bought like, it. Now when he, he that like was... fourth overall, that's probably why you're fifth. excited. He was fifth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's probably why you were excited. And then... I think these are like I don't know why when I was a kid it's like the second coming of Adam Foot I'm like okay hey, that's something to get excited about and uh, <laughs> JVR was good. Um, yeah, sure was good. Talking about Shen though, when the Canucks they still have not not fired Bruce Boudreaux. Talk about something that needs to happen already. Like we know you're gonna do it. It's gonna happen. Unfortunately. I just don't. I, I'm just so mind boggled at what's going on in Vancouver right now. I, I won't lie. Like, um, you brought up the SDB before, which I assume means you listened to it, which I assume means you heard Adam's theory about Jim Rutherford, about how he's just like, okay, Francesco Aquilini, like, let's do it your way. I kind of believe that because nothing's changed like it all goes back to what has actually changed and the answer is nothing i'm see you know i was thinking about that and i I don't like how he gave a pass to patrick albine because he's like he reports to rutherford by that logic that means everything kent hughes does has to go through jeff gordon it's yeah, just, but I, I don't think believe that's, Patrick I, I Alvin's think, ever gonna go and do a job where he has to direct. Like I get it, but like it the is, relationship's different there, though, right? Like Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon, the relationship before that was minimal. The relationship between Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin. Oh yeah, is, I forgot. Yeah, they, is they the were ties buddy, buddy. in Pittsburgh, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. But like again, that's not. I, I don't excuse Patrick Alvin's part of this. Like he's part of the upper management. Like he's. It's just it's it's brutal. It it's tough to watch. I won't lie. So it, here's the thing: regardless of who is telling them to go do this and go do that, Francesco Aquilini is not telling Jim Rutherford to go to the media and bass Bruce Boudreaux without saying his name as sure. much as he is. And that's what I just I, and I've said this every time we talk yep. about the Canucks. I just don't like how they're disrespecting Bruce Boudreaux. Like yeah. where I come at this from is just do it already. Save humiliating him further. The team is expecting it too at this point. They're going to, eventually they're going to, I think it was the game against the Sens or something that they came out and won for Bruce, but it's just, we all know it's going to happen. Just put poor Bruce at his goddamn misery at this point. It's but just, Jim can't I don't do get that. why they're there. Why because they don't want to spend more money or like, because, but why? again, like it's not they, it's one particular person or one particular group of people. Francesco. It's Francesco Aquilini mm-hmm. and co like they're, it, it's similar. So we went back to last year or we're, let's go back to last year for again, for like the hundredth time with the Vancouver. I don't want to, Alex. The season was so scary. The half no, like, <laughs> two wins. It, it, it's, 
remember when Travis Green and Jim Benning were still in in charge, mm-hmm. and we was, were sitting, and we were sitting like here, ago. yeah, yeah and, and we were sitting here week after week saying, "Why are they still here? Let's put them and put the players out of their misery." Yet, it got to a point where I was, and I, th- I said, and you guys agreed with me, where it's like, can we start talking about the owner? Like he's the one who really, at the end of the day, has to say whether Bruce Brujo can be fired or not. When Mike Babcock got fired here, Kyle Dubas walked to Brendan Shanahan, Brendan Shanahan then walked to Larry Tannenbaum in Montreal when Patrick uh when Dom Ducharme got fired, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh um Kent Hughes walked to Jeff Gordon, Jeff Gordon walked to uh Jeff Molson and then it was done. Like can we uh, can we have like Francesco Aquilini put the man out of his misery. So you just remind me of something really funny. Do you see the picture? Apparently there's one of Kent Hughes hanging out with Marty St. Louis the day before Ducharme got fired. But they're really? hanging out and like watching really? play a tournament. It's like, oh, so that was going to happen. I was just I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, Caulfield was in like the AHL last year. Remember yeah. Yeah. How dumb that was. Oh, God, I hate last year. You know, I just at, at this point, it's just I still can't believe that Miller's contract starts next year, by the way. Like, that's hilarious to me. Like, remember how I was like, I just feel off about JT Miller in that contract. I didn't think this was going to happen. I did not think it was going to be this big a disaster already. But, you know. No. um, He'll be an Islander somehow. Maybe. You think so? No, but now the thing is, Adam said it. So if Lou hears this, I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> but where will Bo Horvat go? Um, yeah, that's uh, is he so second in goals, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's so, yeah, he's had he's been insane. Uh, yeah, if I'm gonna leave some all over that, say Tavares the great, throw him on the wing, and then put uh, sorry, Tavares on the wing, Horvat down the middle because he's the face off god, and boom. I would do that on the Leafs. Go all in. Why not? Oh all right, Alex, crazy. what's the package? Dude, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. I did not even think about that as a possibility. I kind of like Who it. Who cares? Imagine Toby a, Nimla, I don't care. Imagine Go. a second line of Tavares, Horvat, Marner. Oh, God. Yucky. Speak of the Islanders, by all the right, way. Let's go. Yeah. Matt Barzell might be the first player to ever do point per game without scoring a goal. That is unbelievable. <laughs> So, like, I have him on my fantasy team, but I always see he gets some points, and I'm like, okay, Matt, very good, happy to see it. I did not realize that the man in 17 games has zero goals but 18 assists. So You, know who, he's you know who has a goal, though? Um, Rasmus Asplund. Jakob Zaboral, meaning he was the better pick. Okay, oh Daniel, that's just not gonna. That's not gonna. Work. <laughs> that's not gonna fly. That's not gonna fly. I'm not letting the Bruins. I'm not let the Bruins off the hook. But it, it is kind of funny that Matt Barzell just got his big payday deal and hasn't scored a goal. Like he's been good, but it's just funny oh, he doesn't good. have a goal. Remember when Riley Sheehan didn't score a goal to like Detroit's last game in their old arena, and they scored two. Yeah, Matt Barzell's never gonna score in the regular season ever again. Watch, but then he's gonna score like the cup winner or something dumb. Or the conference final goal that puts them past the Leafs or something stupid like that. It's going to happen. God. You just know. You just know. know. Um, So according to NHL.com, and I'm refreshing this just now to be sure, because I'm amazed by this. Apparently, Shane Wright's last game played was against the Penguins, November 5th. And um, if I can quickly get his game logs up here. Um, in that game, he played less than nine minutes. Before that, he had his famous 13:45 game, and then before that was the six-minute game, the nine-minute game. So he's back to his he, normal ice time. How many um, games has he played? He has total? played a grand total of seven games with a single assist, plus four. Plus four, dude. What are we doing here? I I feel just bad. I they just set him down. Like I don't. I get like I'm still on board with. I don't think that makes sense to send him down. I'm gonna go and pull up their lineup again. Like just I just don't understand. Him. Yes, play him. Like, are you that good? Do you think they are? Does Dave Hackstall think they're that good that he doesn't have to? Unless, am I blind? Is Shane Wright like this bad? Like, is he? What am I missing? What am I? What am I missing? seeing here like again like i'm looking that fourth line ryan donato morgan gc carson coolman 
just really? ease him in. Get him the put. This is sorry. I'm going to repeat myself again from a previous episode. Let him get in. Ease him in. You should have eased him in already. He gets his puck touches. He gets his reps in. He gets more comfortable. It's that God. I almost swore there because I'm still so mad at like what the Kraken are doing to my boy. But, it seems like fellas, come on. For me, <clears throat> Dave Haxel already had an idea of what he wanted his lineup to be. And then it was just kind of like, okay, we'll bring this guy along. But now suddenly we don't know what to do or where we're putting him. I just like Adam, I think you said it a couple episodes ago. Does he have to play center? No. Not at first. No. How many, how many listen, the Trevor Zegras did not start in the NHL playing center. Tim Stutzla did not start in the NHL playing center. I'm sure there's a list more guys. I don't have them off the top of my head. Um, but Jonathan Druin didn't play center coming into the NHL. I, I still don't think he plays center. <laughs> so I don't mean to be low hard. Blow, Daniel. Sorry, I, I sorry. He's out four to six weeks, too. I, I'm, I, I, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be harsh. I don't think he plays center now. But, like, again, you can throw him on the wing. I I understand. I'm, I just pulled up the standings. They're eight, five, and three. They're third in the, they're third in the metro, uh, in the Pacific metro. Sorry, like Calgary and Edmonton are just behind behind that them. I get Calgary's not off to a great start. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll yeah. they'll figure it out. Like yeah, play them. No, what are we? What are he, we doing? Here's what worries me. I don't know how long Jonas Donskoy is out for, but if he gets in the lineup, let's say you play him on the third line, right? Just for the sake of my argument here, that moves Brandon Tanev down, and you know they love him, so that hurts his chances even more probably. Um, because then he either has to replace Morgan Geek or Ryan Donato in Dave Haxtall's eyes. Clearly, he's not a fan <laughs> of already, you based do, on the fact we are uh, nearly in December and he has played Chain Wright seven games. You know how ridiculous that sounds, though, right? I know, I know. This, this, <laughs> Ryan Donato, this okay, was, okay. If, like, if this is how had happened, Chain Wright had been drafted by the Habs and this was happening, I think I'd be bald right now. I would, I would be losing. Okay. Ryan Donato. And I'm not trying to like diss Ryan Donato. I just it's Ryan Donato. Okay, Morgan Geeky, I might be able to understand. Eight points in 13 games. Cool. Awesome. Not bad. Ryan Donato in 13 games has a goal and two assists. I just, I just... Again, I ask, does he really is he really taking a roster spot over Shane Wright right now? Oh, your fourth overall pick. Hold on. We gotta look at we gotta look at Carson Kuhlman, guys. We gotta we gotta check out his his numbers too. Like Carson. what? On Just send him down. Just like that's my opinion. Just send him down. If they don't, and he's he's being a scratch, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy if he doesn't play in the real juniors. Carson Kuhlman has two points, um, one goal, one assist in ten games. It feels like they're just waiting for the World Juniors, but it's like I, he's gonna get there, and he's gonna be kind of rusty at the start, anyways, because he hasn't played. Uh, and I'm sure he'll probably rip up the world juniors and he'll come back and then sit on the bench. And again, that's going to do nothing. Um, Please, Seattle, don't ruin him. Please don't. Dave, uh, play him for God's sakes. Like if Seattle goes down, like let's say they're in third in the division right now, but if they just crap the bed, he's the, he's got to be the first coach gone, right? Probably, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, who is a coach? I briefly thought about this at work tomorrow, because remember uh, yesterday Dallas Akins. Because Dallas Akins. Nah, dude, they're no, dude, Dallas Akins is fine. Like, so, I mean, like percentage wise, they're, they're the worst. They're, like defensive team. It's, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a Columbus. There's, Columbus. There's one coach I have in mind, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. I, I'm done. If we want to go to Alex's bet. Oh, you, have, you want us to guess or no? No, no, you don't have to guess. I have a. I thought you were gonna say who you, who you thought was gonna be the first coach fired. Do do we? Okay, so let's go to each division and take a guess here. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Is, but before I had to go, Alex, is your coach in the Central or the Atlantic? No, the Atlantic. The Atlantic. Okay. Is it DJ Smith? Yeah, I think it's DJ Smith. Why? <laughs> because <laughs> because. Two times now, DJ uh, Pierre Dorian has said, DJ's our guy. And just based on previous, and you know, history 
it might not exactly repeat itself, but it rhymes. It rhymes. Last time, last time Pierre Dorian said this, Guy Boucher got fired a mere week later. To be fair, Eugene Melnick is dead. Okay, that's a dark but true. I know that's just (laughs) the way you said that. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just Um, like, um, if we look at the metrics, like Brad Larson is like so, like the Flyers and the Caps are both. Dash seven for goal differential. Put stock into that if you really care about it. Jackets are dash twenty two. We talked about this before. I kind of think somebody's gonna. I know the Blue Jackets have injuries here, but like this back. Yeah, they Brad Larson's my back. guy at least in in that division. And uh, DJI, I'd say like let's be honest, the Sabers are coming down to earth. They lost six straight. Oh my! But they're not getting rid of Don. They like Don. No, no. Marty St. Louis fine. Um, Derek Lalonde's fine. We John Cooper is is. <laughs> fine. Maurice Paul Maurice is doing a good enough job. Sheldon's fine. Pretty solid, yeah. And um and Jim obviously Montgomery. uh Jim Montgomery is a superstar yeah, right now. And then you go to the stars themselves. Um Pete DeBoer is doing good. Um in Winnipeg. Wait, did we do the uh Metro? Um did I we, miss that? Yeah, so I said Brad Larson. What do you guys oh, say? I, I I'd say runner up to Brad Larson is Peter Laviolette. Yes. I'm just. I was gonna say, um, Mike Sullivan. No, I don't. I, no. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they fire Mike Sullivan. I think they're so in on this core, and I think he's a part of it. Yo, uh, by the way, uh, the Devils ten straight. By the way, I wanted to mention that. Yeah, oh Lindy Ruff's a genius. Thank God I I did not stay up to watch that Habs game because they got the ever living crap kicked. Five out one, of right? Game. Yeah, five one. Yeah. First goal is a hat for Dodonov, though. We'll get to the Habs in a second here. Okay, I thought maybe you were in the West. You were going to talk about, um, well, I can't remember his name, Craig Berube, because the Blues are, they won show. three straight, but they are at the bottom of that division. And they'll and St. Louis will then name an interim coach and go on to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it will be Dom Ducharme. No. <laughs> if it's Dom Ducharme, I'm done. Like I'm over. I'm over hockey. The, the Pacific enough. is Boudreaux. So <laughs> yeah, the Pacific is the waiting. easiest one. The Pacific's so, the easiest one. So Barube. Um, so we're saying Barube, yeah. Larson, maybe Laviolette, um, DJ Smith, and that those are sort of the names there. Yeah. I think Boudreaux is still at the top, but you know, it's just sort of Hackstall. Oh no, Hackstall somehow has a job. Um, do we still know his contract details, by the way? What's going on there? Dave Haxtell? Yeah, what's going on there? Like, what's his contract? Um, I'm going to go look. All right. Um, next. No, we have no contract. (laughs) So, we're going to talk about Bob Nicholson, um, talking to the Heritage Committee next episode, just because I haven't had the time to look into it. I've been busy, but we are going to talk about it. Um, the Bruins, though, have announced that they're going to hire an independent. This is from Frank Saravelli. Uh, they've announced that they're going to hire an independent, or they have uh, hired an independent firm to review their recent failed player vetting process in regards to Sonny Mitchell Miller. They pledged to make the results of the public, uh, sorry, make the results public um, to the public. Yeah. Um, I just want to know why no one made the phone call. There's a lot there. Again, Mitchell Miller is still technically a Bruin. But there's yeah, a lot. We need to, a lot needs to happen there. A lot needs to happen there. So obviously, yeah, they need to make the phone call. Um, that was the obvious one. Unless I've completely glossed over it and have missed it. This new information, what was it? Yeah, you know, no, so like, they you know, claimed that they released Miller because of new information. Yeah, so yeah. He lied? In, I don't know. What is it? What information did you receive that is so brand new? Like, like everything this- was out there prior to the signing. It's not like we, the only thing, the only thing we learned was. Eustace King. Eustace King's, King's, stuff, maybe? Eustace King's statement preceded by two of the organizations that I saw essentially say that's partially true. And then. Like that's it, unless I unless I miss something like this stuff, mm-hmm. like the Isaiah Isaiah Mother Meyer Crother statement. 
everything that he had put in there. That was what, after the fact too. That was, was yeah, yeah, that was after the fact. But was that new information? No. I we'll see. I think it needs to be pressed on there, but um, it looks like we're not done here with Mitchell Miller. Which oh. fair enough. Even though I, I really, really would like to know how much money he's getting. Because he's going to get six figures at least from all of this, and it makes oh, me mad. Yeah, and that's – there's multiple parties to blame. Yeah. Like, the more – the longer this goes on, by the way, the more – the more, like, less nice that whole press conference from Gary Bettman looks. Because, like, it's just yeah. not true. Like, you, well, yeah. you had – listen – I'm not going to ever pretend that Bill Daly did not tell Gary Bedman after that phone call. That would be smaller. So that would be just for context, crap. just because we haven't covered it on the show yeah. since then, because at the time Daniel and I were like, Oh, the Bruins are dumb. It has come out. The Bruins did contact the league, but the way Gary Bedman was asked and man, you got to be careful with this is what Gary was asked. If he was or the way Gary answered was like, I was not specifically contacted, but Bill Daly turns out he was, which was like, I oh, splitting our, hairs there. Our goddamn snub. weasel. You, you know that? Snub. Not Bill like, Daly's cause he's bald, but you know, um, he, he, he's such a weasel. Like, All credit. I was going to give. No, uh, nah, bro. Done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with credit. Like they, they knew this, like, Knowing what we know about how the NHL is run, even like he, they knew, man. Like, there's no way it's impossible. If Bill Daly knew, there's zero percent chance that, like, there's a sorry, there's a hundred percent chance that Gary Bevin knew. It's not, it's not up for dispute. Um, to the Habs, Jonathan Druin yes. is out four to six weeks of an injury he has apparently been playing through since November 5th. What? Why? Okay. Why? Uh, Rem Pitlick has been called back up as a result of it. Man, there you go. Rem Pitlick. Um, but what I want to talk about here is, uh, so Jeff Gordon was uh, speaking to, uh, well, I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. Uh, Tony Miner. Oh, what's his name? Oh, my God. I can't. Every Habs fan is going to kill me for not remembering his name. Tony Mayer. Oh my God, he used to work for TSN. Oh my God. Um, Pierre Maguire. Oh my God. No, I, I feel like I know. This is an embarrassment. No, I TSN, feel like. Oh I my God. I John Liu? Not John Liu. No, he still works at TSN. Oh, yeah, sorry, Sam. Um. Oh my God, it's it's the most. Uh, Tony Ennis, Tony Marin. I, you know me. I can't speak. Everyone knows who I mean. Marianne. God damn it. Alex, you're part of Italian. Can you look it up and and please pronounce it for me properly? I'm I don't there. know. Is that Marinella? Yes. Tony Mer- no, that definitely can't be. It's like, stuff. oh, it's so just look up TSN <laughs> Tony M and it comes up. For the love of God, I wish I could speak properly. Why do I host a podcast with my friends? <laughs> oh, oh, Tony Marinero. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is that him? So, yeah, yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's not with TSN anymore, it? but he has his own. That is how you say it. I just okay. Basically, because oh, no. his first few posts had nothing to do with hockey, so I had to like figure it out. So no, it, it is him. It is okay. him. Trust me, he's very he's a he's a big name in Habs Twitter and all that. But anyway, he's the name that we are looking for. He, he used to work in for TSN. We are literally okay, okay. used to. No, work I didn't know if he was the right guy. Now he has his own. Anyway, Jeff Gordon was on a show, not his TSN show again, not TSN anymore. Anyway, he was the on the show and, and he was asked about Cole Coffee, and he basically said. Uh, fans don't need to worry. Cole Caulfield will be here. Uh, even though it, he basically confirmed they haven't started contract talks and they're waiting for a time. It's not distracting with the player, which isn't a surprise, but let's just talk about this now. What does his contract? Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to have this conversation? 7 million a year for three years. Okay. <laughs> what did Jason Robertson get? Uh, what was it? Four years, seven point something. Hold on, I have the stars up here. No, I don't. Not I don't want to get the stars, Matt Murray. It doesn't count. Why am I? Go away. Like um, who Jason are his compa- four years, seven point seven five. Like who are his comparables? Um, Alex DeBrincat. So he maybe he's That's waiting for DeBrincat to sign his extension. Because uh, obviously Cole is an RFA. Well, because the, the question is is. If you go a shorter term deal, then you can look in Jason Robertson. Yeah. But would but the Habs like to line him up with an eight year deal like Suzuki? 
And then I imagine sure. it goes in the $8 million range. I'm sure. Okay, so you're looking world, at. They the, want like, it, sorry, continue. I just, I'm thinking in the perfect world, they would probably like to have him around the same number as Suzuki. But adjust mm. it with the cap, you know, and the small increase it's had. But, you know, if he pops 40 this year, then I'm assuming it probably goes over the eight. Other than P.K. Subban, who was another bridge deal the Habs have done? That I'm just trying to think of. Um, well, Mark Bergevin did love them. I think Brendan Gallagher did a bridge. Um, he does love his bridges. He does. He did. Except like Druin. Like Druin didn't get a bridge when they brought him in. I, Brendan I had to Gallagher had. Carey Price had a two-year bridge. What was that? Uh, two years, two point seven five. But again, that's two thousand and ten. That's two thousand and ten. Did Gallagher have a have a no? He had a six year deal that was three point seven. No, he did bridge Gallagher. Weird. Um, crap. I'm trying to think who they bridged, and I'm not great at this uh, contract history. To be honest with you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think of like what. So I know different think, management. But so Kent just comparables has just obviously given. This is one that I've just remembered. Kirby Doc. Yeah. Who, but he didn't have the sort of production that looks like Caulfield's going to have. And Kirby Doc has four years at $3.3 million. So I think you have to look at maybe what a guy like Debrincat, but even Debrincat's about to hit UFA, so it's a bit different. So maybe. Hey, but Debrincat had the Debrincat had a bridge, though, right? Yeah, Three he already has 6.9 or something around there. So maybe a short term deal does look like Jason Robertson. I just yeah, don't Yeah, three or know. four years, $7 million. And even if you do long term, I don't know if there's an eight year comparable because even like well, I have a couple. I thought was okay. I have go a ahead. couple, but you're not gonna like them. Um, I don't care about do, the captain as long as he's a hat. David, like David Pasternak, no, no, because David Pasternak no. was more of a bridge deal too, and he took a discount. Um, why can't I find the team? One second, I just want to double. Okay, you're not gonna like the names but I, I genuinely like i think they're close enough comparables you look at what ottawa did with kachuk and with uh tim stutzla like i get it but at the, like or even thomas shabbat because remember thomas shabbat went right from entry level to eight million dollars a year for eight years yeah again those are um general ideas of what a longer term contract can look like. I think he could honestly ask for more than both, uh, both Kachuk and Stutzla asked for. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys, other young guys who got long, long term deals. Um, uh, off the top of my head, like, I was trying to think of William Nylander. That, no, <laughs> I was trying to think of goal scorers that went long term, and I thought Tarasenko, but obviously his deal is very old now. And he was was eight years, seven point five. So yeah. obviously it's more. So I think it's fair to say that short term Robertson, long term maybe it is a Kachuk type deal. But it seems to be it's going to be at least at least high sevens to eight. I think is pretty obvious to think of. Probably, yeah. And I think if you're the Habs, at. you obviously want it to be long term because he's. A, but then we don't know if Caulfield's the type of guy that wants to bet on himself for a year or two. And then break the bank later. That is definitely a possibility. I honestly forgot he would have been uh he would have been up this year, to be honest, to begin with. But again, like we're looking way ahead down the line at this point. But let's say you sign him to eight years, that puts him a year after Suzuki. Yeah. Not bad. Mm-hmm. So let me just get up. So his agent, I believe, is Papri Saw, which is always like, oh, God damn it. Because, you know, Papri Saw, he's got some good clients here. So I'm just trying to, I, I'm pretty sure he has, oh, God, Puckpedia, what are you doing to me here? Oh, God, I don't like this. Look at contracts. No, no, just, just give me do you, the are, Do you want to list them off? Do you want me to yeah, list no, them I, off? Yeah, I, no, so I got them here. Okay, okay. so these are Papri Saw's clients. Tavares, big contract. Kane, Taves, Kopitar, Jones, uh, Seth, Sid, Duchesne, Jack Hughes. So already that's oh, a Oh, that's another one. Eight times eight for that deal. So that's a good one. Um, he did Quinton Hughes, which is, again, 7.8 for a shorter term. So that's one. He has Jason Robertson and Elias Patterson. Um, so, and he just made his, 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 his good friend Nathan McKinnon the highest paid player in the league, too. 
Um, so it's not so it's funny that all sort of the men, the players we were mentioning are sort of those guys. By the way, he also has Alex Turcotte, Matty Beniers, Owen Power, Trevor Zegras. Um, man, Pat. Pat got hooked up. He's doing fast, well. He? he he's he's uh he's gotten the young guys. Oh, and uh Matias Samuelson too got him a big contract. So I, I'm thinking eight times eight is where we're going here. Yeah. And Bro, I'm gonna say seven point eight. He takes a discount? Yes. I don't know. Right. I'm just thinking of that number. I would be okay with that, but I just don't know if it's gonna happen. If it's below eight, mamma mia, but I don't on a short term contract? Um, just at all, at all. Short term, I would expect it to be less than eight, to be honest. But long term, I just is, yeah. Um, like, yeah. But the framework is there. It's just, man. Pat just went and got like all those like 2019 US, like USA hockey guys, <laughs> literally like, collecting them like Infinity Stones. God. Oh wow. Uh, to finish off the show, the World Cup of Hockey has been pushed back to 2025. I, Listen, I, you guys know, I didn't care. I like, I hear World Cup of Hockey, and I just go, mm. I had fun. Okay, I mean, like, okay, so general thing, I'm not like bummed out too much about this, but I admit it was fun in so, 2016. I, I had fun. I, I went to games for the last, yeah, World same. Cup. Like, I went to game two when Canada won, right? Like, I love watching that. We all. It's not just the thing of and building up the World Cup of Hockey is just one thing, but the main point I'm getting at here is I should not be just sort of nah, whatever the World Cup of Hockey is being pushed back because what it really is is because who knows how the Olympics are going to go. I mean, it just oh, feels go. there's no faith. They're is we are again pushing back another year of not having best on best. I just want to see Crosby, McDavid, and McKinnon once, once see. before we go. Please, uh, once. I. It's the most skilled trio Canada's ever had. It is. It is. It's. I'm upset. Like, I'm. I under. I understand partially why they've pushed it. Oh yeah, uh, Russia. Right. Like, let's yeah. not. Let's not be. Let's not like. Let's not pretend like that's not the big issue here. What I think is is upsetting that we've gone to this point without a world cup and again like i understand your why you guys feel like ah, i don't really care about I think the world cup or like yeah. it's just because it no offense it was a gimmick the way it was fun it was fun i agree but it was a gimmick no what world cup in in the in the world cup histories outs and outside of hockey had a team north america had a team are you kidding me like team what Europe. is this no, there's not. This doesn't think like the. I, I feel like the NHL doesn't understand the importance of having international hockey. Yet year after year they go overseas. Like, are you dense or are you just not care? Like, which one is it? Like, let's figure this out. The World Cup's about to start, by the way. The real. I, I don't. I don't even have to say what sport. You already know, yeah. right? The World Cup is about to start. You know how many people? <laughs> you know how many people are about to watch watch the final when it happens? Uh, more than the population of Canada. Probably. Oh my god! Like yeah. a billion. Yeah. Like a billion people, and I'm not saying if the NHL, if the if hockey had a World Cup, that a billion people would watch it. I'm god, just, I wish. I wish, but that's not gonna happen. Listen, the the there is an importance to having a World Cup if you want to grow the game outside yeah. of North America. Having this would definitely help. And uh, by the way, it's random, but congrats to the world, eight billion on November fifteenth. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Um, I also wanted to mention on that, by the way, um, as I've just lost the thought as I was putting it out there. Um, crap! I've had a senior moment at age twenty three. Oh my God! I know it's like the third time on Alex, the show today. Say it again! Oh my God! What were you saying? I was saying how we sh- how the World Cup. You, I, didn't I got it. To say to quote Will Baldwin, uh, yeah. Gary Bettman's done a great job of Joe of growing the NHL, not the sport of hockey. Okay. Yeah, go. yeah, man, for sure. Thanks, like <laughs> that's that's pretty much 
That, that's that's, that's pretty quote. spot on. That's pretty that spot. Great. And like, while I love throwing blame at the NHL, I love doing that. We all know we do it every episode. The double IHF is also like culprits yeah. here. Like, dude, like guys, like whew, let's figure this out. Like they, they're inevitably they are going to be involved. Like if a World Cup happens, they need to be involved. Like you need players just not for like you need players outside of the NHL to be involved in this, not just the guys in the NHL. You need guys from all leagues to be involved. That's what makes it a World Cup. The World Cup that's about to start isn't just including players who play in Europe or who play in a specific group of countries. It includes players who play across the world. I just, it's constantly just feels like a wasted opportunity from the NHL. Um, yeah. Them and the PA for not sort of sticking their foot down with certain things. Like, I can give you a pass on the COVID Olympics. Like, I can give you a pass on that. It was a mess. Like, that. that's it. Everything before that, no. It's refused. Like, we're probably never going to see Alex Ovechkin in the Olympics again. Maybe. But, you know... It, Prime Ovi, no, it's done. Sid's on the way down. Still incredible. Still Sid, the greatest player that's ever played the game of hockey. Um, but damn, what it just how do you not push the idea of having, you know, the shots of the anthems during games where they go behind the player and you have a chance to have 87 and 97 next to each other? You don't want that. That's what bothers me. That is. You know what, Mike sent me a thing on Instagram, you probably got it too, Alex, of, <laughs> of this report that Nets management is worried about Ben Simmons and his love for the game. Oh, I would excellent. rather a deaf player who would die for the sport than a superstar who doesn't give a crap. I would never want anyone on my team who doesn't love the sport they play, and I hate anyone that runs a league that doesn't have the burning desire to love and grow the sport like its fans do. And that's what makes it so difficult to love the NHL is they don't see not even just the business side of it, but just the sort of the love and the passion of the game in this scenario like that. I want 87 and 97 together. God damn it. I want it to happen. I want to see it once. And if they don't get a world, like if they don't go to the Olympics, if they don't get this world cup of hockey, it's not going to happen because Sid will be gone. Which is just, yeah, you know, it's awful to think we're going to lose Sid eventually, but it's it's not, you, you'll be gone sooner than you know it, guys. And it's just, like, just give your head, Gary, give your head a shake. What are you doing? Oh, it's just, I want I want 97 and I want 87 together. I want it. And 29. No? And 29. No, no, we forgot. I was 30. What was there? Forgot, two, but he's gone. We, we forgot about uh, 29, just like we did in our draft. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, and who will be the new Chris Kunitz? Oh, uh, Michael Bunting. Um, I was gonna say Hermo Zach Hyman, or because Brendan Gallagher's old now, and then the Kachucks are American technically, so it's like, oh god, what do we do? I Zach don't Hyman's know. a good one, that's a good show, yeah, he is a good one. What's a um, good show? Bo Horvat, me, no, but does just... he have a better chance of getting into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alex, you put the question out there. I didn't, fucking, um... <sighs> man. God help me if he gets to the Hall of Fame before a guy like Alex McGillney, Zach Hyman. Um, yeah, no, sorry. Uh, Mike, um, uh, um, um, uh, Chris Kunitz. Oh, you know, I'm gonna stick with Brian Rust being the Chris Kunitz of the team. <sighs> That's still stay on brand. It just depends on how long until we can get to one if he'll still mm-hmm. be the Um, but yeah, anything else before we end it here? Ah, uh, yes. I have a pertinent question. And depending on how you answer this, you may or may not receive a text. Uh, if this this person listens to the episode. Uh, okay. Is Henrik Lundqvist the first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Daniel. No, no, Daniel, tell me how you really feel. No, yeah, he is. He is. Why? I don't really think anyone's listening feel. or watching that uh, this will make it controversial. <laughs> Listen, he's. I mean, he was a, an amazing goalie. Like, I don't think he's the second best of his generation. I don't yeah. know. Like, hey, what is his generation? He was drafted what two thousand, no, and then he, he played two thousand six. He was at his best alongside guys like Rene and Carey Price. 
I mean, like, yeah. Broder still got his Vesna 2007, so... No, no, he does. Broder, no Broder doesn't count part of that I don't think... I don't think we, we associate... I th- if you think of the best goalies Martin Broder is going against in his best days, no mm-hmm. offense, I think you compare him more to Patrick in that, more than mm-hmm. you do... But, you know, Patrick. because, you know, like, Patrick had Rob Blake and... <laughs> Listen, I was not asking for this part of the conversation. Well, you know, uh, you know Adam Foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Foot at the end of his career, by Stand the way. Is, at the end of his career on Colorado. Yeah, well, you know, hold on a minute. <laughs> but still, Adam Foot, Mr. Like, career high, like 20 points. Oh, you know, Henry, he was more. It's about the defensive oh, game, you. not the points. Oh, hold on, you did your bit. Let me finish. Oh, here's Scott Stevens. This guy hasn't had the puck for two minutes, but he's going to give him a, a, a top-level concussion now. Oh, God, the guy doesn't remember All right. when he's All right, we have to get back on topic. Henrik How Lundqvist, first ballot Hall of Oh, hey, of Patrick Wong won a goaltender of his best player being be, – sorry, won a couple of his best player being Vinny Donfus. Stop it. Vi- what? Stop <laughs> it. Vinny Donfus is a good player, but, you know, he's not, like, a the greatest of all time. Wait, wait, for, what about Vinny Donfus? Sorry about the – a fine player, it wasn't like the ultimate Leafs legend, Vinny Donfus. He was drafted by the Leafs. I, I'm aware, but I'm yeah, you want a cup there. I'm just saying, okay. okay, but you know what I mean? Like, Lundquist is I associated more with the going mm-hmm. up against like Flurry yes. and Price and that. And yes. and Lundquist is the second best goalie of that generation. We we'll always remember him for the 2006 Olympics because he won the gold medal. Okay, yeah. <laughs> really? Was that? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, definitely, too. The international stuff, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, okay, so, I just got an email. Okay, this is very important. Before someone's we... listening in? Um, No, no. I just need to know that... Um... Okay, thank God I'm presenting on the 24th instead of the 2nd. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, I thought I this was a hockey-related thing. No, it's not. But still as important. Yeah, no, it's very important. Yes. I just hope that this doesn't mean I'm good. I'm looking at the order. This means I can get on with this class after November. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so assuming based on this, we're going third, which I'm going to have to beg to go first so I can get it done and never have to worry ever again in my life. Um, Their email beside their names and the sign-up sheet. I've gone a few. Okay, anyway. All right. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, Martin Berder. All right. Be Final. sure to check us. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, especially. Yeah. And we will back be back soon on Sunday, right? Yes. Maybe yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we will. Okay. Thanks, yeah, guys. This, this Sunday I'll be there. Next Sunday mm-hmm. I won't. It's my mom's birthday. Okay. No, that's Happy birthday. Saturday. Sorry, oh, mommy. It's Saturday. Love no, you. Oh no. <laughs> oh crap. Um, the Sunday though. Yeah, no, the twenty seventh I might not be able to be here, but okay. Yeah. Actually, right. you know what? I might be gone for the podcast for a few episodes, to be honest with you. I got a All lot right. going on. Thanks, fair. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you.